my number one tip with those just starting is figuring out what you can think of and not and like basically not feel like and have your whole body feel like this is an overwhelming thing. And I just was talking to somebody about this yesterday. From somebody who's on the couch or just doesn't have time to do anything, what can you think of that you feel is doable? And so for some people it's going, getting up and going for a five minute walk around the block. For some people it's doing a 10 minute little stretch session. I don't care what it is, but you have to start somewhere and you have to know that that starting point can be whatever resonates best with you. No matter what, when you start moving, Moving. your body loves movement everything about you loves movement you will start figuring out how to move more but you yep. have to start somewhere I agree. you have to I love it we're live we're live, we're live. welcome to my first Kaisa Fit live with Cody and Theo Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Fire him away. Okay, so Daniel Miko <clears throat> asks a few questions. His first one, in your opinions, what is the top three most effective kettlebell movements for strength building and top three for fat loss? Hmm. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I think like for fat loss, I would just say swing. Just kettlebell swing variations. You know what I mean? They're always going to be it's just so metabolic and it's a, it's a functional movement pattern, right? It's a very hip dominant. So you're getting yeah. a lot of glute, a lot of hamstring, a lot of, a lot of stability in there. Um, so you're hitting big muscle groups now for, for strength. It's kind of tough because I say could, deadlift. Yep. I mean, I say, yeah. kettlebell. I, I think deadlift say, is the yeah. number one move just in general. Right. Everybody should oh, hundred percent. So if we're going to go three, I would just say like squat, deadlift, overhead press, right? Overhead especially, press sure, especially press. with kettlebells, right? Yeah. Um, I actually love the double kettlebell front squat. Like I go to that before any barbell squat. It. Yeah. Racked up. Yeah. Um, just because like, especially when I had low back issues, yeah. it helps having that like engagement of my core and it forces me to pull my rib cage down. Yeah. Um, and I always like training my upper back. I always like look at athletes with just jacked upper backs, you know? And, and if you do some heavy kettlebell squats, your upper back okay. is just lit up, right? So I also am just going to put this out there. I think kettlebells in general are not like, it, they're kind of like widespread and, and CrossFit's help do that, but they're not an easy tool to use. No, not at all. And not so at I all. definitely don't just suggest that people grab onto some kettlebells and start swinging away. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, pro it's a process. Yeah, the swing is super mechanical. It's so mechanical. I just got yeah. mine re like corrected yeah. and it was like, game I've been changer. doing, it was mm -hmm. a game changer. Yeah. Like how the heck was I doing this wrong for this long? <laughs> like this is, but anyways, it just goes to like, I just don't think everybody should be grabbing a kettlebell right away and no, expecting no, to just go, go at it. We don't even let people like when they come into our classes and we demonstrate what the exercise is, like we'll be like deadlift or swing. If you haven't been to a kettlebell class with us, you're doing the deadlift, right? Yeah. Because it yeah. is, and, and then people just throw out their backs, right? So, yeah. um, but it's, like I said, it's very effective. Actually, you know what, like, and I know you're a big fan of this. Have you ever done like kettlebell complexes? Those it's are like from move from one to the yeah, next. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like never yeah. letting go of the kettlebell. Yeah. You might do eight swings, then clean it yep. up eight times, yep. then press. Like, yeah. That's really effective uh, for fat that's loss. That's awesome. So that would be a huge one, but that's not really one exercise. It's it's, it's too hard to like put things in a cage like that too. Yeah. You know, if you want like an all-encompassing one, I would do a Turkish get up. Like that's the most oh, functional. Oh God! <laughs> right? Okay. If you are a professional, no, no, I would like, do a Turkish we, no, get we up. teach people how to really? do it. Yeah. yeah. So we won't. I'm do have it to with, come back for that break. But so what we don't, we'll do it with a shoe. So you hold a shoe in your hand, right? That's awesome. Or we'll go. Shout like, out to Vigor. Fist up. 
put a shoe on on the top of your hand. That's awesome. Because guys. if the shoe falls off, you're not in a stable position. I love right? it. Honestly, okay. I, I I will do that even without a shoe, even just body weight. Yeah. To just hold your hand up. As, as mobility before we even get into heavy lifting. Okay. Well, let's do that so, next time. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a that one's you. Put Kaiser through a, a turkey. Yeah. Let's up. do it. And throw a ball at her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. And a towel. <laughs> okay, dude. You're like, it's like the MacGyver of fitness, though. You know what I mean? Like, what do I have in this room? All right, workout. Let's go. Seriously. I feel like the castaway version of Kaiza would just be like a training session. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but seriously. And that is a good thing. If anybody's watching right now and they have, like, a piece of equipment that they want to challenge me to, that was another thing that we were going to put out there. It's so funny because the toilet paper one was – it wasn't a joke. It was just, like – it was kind of like, I have toilet paper. We can make it work. And now Cottonelle's reached out. And like Ooh, I'm like, okay, well, what else? Insane. Yeah. Cottonelle reached out the, the other day and was like, crazy. hey, so we so saw this. That's a challenge for everybody out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. what can you throw at Kaiser to get a workout? That's like, I will accept the challenge. You know what I used to love is like, uh, I mean, like the Rush Hour movies are a good example. But Jackie Chan used to do that shit with everything. Yeah. Like, he would be fighting people and grab a broomstick, oh, grab whatever, you know, and he would make it work. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, the point of those is like, and I, I totally understand it, it's Kaiser kind Chan. of like a joke. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's kind of a joke, but at the end of the day, the point is just literally you can move with yeah. anything. You know, yeah. there's no and excuses. And it's so true. There. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. We gotta throw some tools. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend <laughs> some, yeah, we some tools it. and just challenge I'm game, the shit. I'm game on. We should Let's do, do a Kaiser challenge Let's to where people just <laughs> just give you a give you an apparatus and you gotta train Go with it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like five minutes to come up with a yeah. workout. Let's do it. Second part of his question, I should have included it in the first one. But what is the best way to implement kettlebell training into your routines? Oh, perfect. Um, I would do it like kind of. I would just work your assistant like so we have accessory or assistant work right like so your compound is like your your bench squat deadlift mm -hmm. whatever you're doing first like that's your main thing I would just start changing up the rest of your exercise so when you're doing lunges when you're doing push-ups or dumbbell pressing or chin-ups or rowing like start implementing different rows and presses and things like that with kettlebells like that's the easiest way to do it I would say yeah I totally agree I think kettlebells are a great great way to vary uh your workouts up I also use them in a lot of the finishers for yep. the the people that I train I think it's just by that point in time they're kind of warmed up they they're into their movement they've done a lot of their lifting so they you know they're warmed up in their deadlift or whatever so putting their swings at the end I think is always awesome if it's something really technical your technical work should be done at the beginning though so Agreed. it just depends what you're yeah. doing yeah. with yeah. that yeah. kettlebell like we don't finish with turkish get up so. oh no <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. that i think that it also depends on the person too because i know that when people first come in here this is how we coach the hinge it's how we coach the squat and and overhead presses and, right. and things like that so it really just depends but if somebody who uh, has been training for a long time and we can load them up a little bit more and maybe we can give them complexes to where you know they've already understood that movement and they can and they can perform it to to quality reps every time then we can get a little bit more, yeah. you totally. know. Yeah, yeah, so like for newbies, I think that could be your compound, right? So instead of being like, oh, okay, so deadlift, I got to use a barbell. Like, no, like start out with the kettlebell. That's, that's going to be yeah. Uh, anybody new coming in exactly, yeah. basically proves that they have their deadlift down with a kettlebell. Right. Yep. I think I find the issue, too, with a lot of people that I coach online and stuff is that they work out at 24-hour fitness all stuff, There's and you'll the go there. there. Well, they'll have like a like a 10, a 15, and a 20-pound kettlebell. Wow. And then yeah. you're like, okay, well, you can do a little, like, yeah like maybe some warm up goblet squats yeah. or some core work, but yeah, not too much, yeah. too much with that. Yeah. All right. Food question. What's the best types of oils to cook with and ones to stay away from? Oh, 
I I may sound, first of all, let me just put out there, I'm not a nutritionist, so I never talk about food in a way, but I just really realized that you, there's certain food, certain oils that you can't heat up. Mm-hmm. So like you just go and throw like olive oil and everything. Now I do ghee butter. Yeah. Am I saying that right? I think, uh, I, think, I think it's just ghee. Yeah. yeah. And so G-H-E-E. that G-H-E-E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so you can heat that up. But that is like, that was a learning lesson to me. Yep. What, I um, never even heard of that. Yeah, I'm so like I thought I was the the master of butter. Oh, like, you know, I thought I no, knew all the not. butter. Oh my god, no, there what? were certain parts Ghee where butter? you're not supposed to um, like heat certain oils up. So, yeah. um, and then past like, yeah, avocado yeah, oil, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. is okay to yeah. to turn. Well, and most of them with. like, and that's why I just cook on low, right? Like okay. you just because like even like olive oil, if you cook on super high, it's gonna mess with the oil. Got right. it. Um, but I'm I'm big on butter too. I yeah. mean, honestly, grass-fed like butter. Yeah, like grass fed butter, like is extremely healthy for you. It's got a ton of great omega. But I'll be honest, I just love the taste of butter. Like I love that's, the taste of butter. Like too. anything you cook, like it's gonna taste better cooked than butter than yeah. oil, in my but opinion. But good butter. We're yeah. not talking about grass fed butter yeah, for grass-fed. sure. Um but I mean like almost any oil besides like canola and vegetable oil is is gonna be pretty good. <clears throat> like extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil is great. You can get like coconut. macadamia oil, yeah, coconut so oil. Many coconut mm-hmm. oil. I mean my Hello. suggestion is switch yeah. it up. Yeah. Like in yeah. mine I got I got butter, I got olive oil, um, I got coconut oil and I used to have that macadamia oil and I would just rotate them, yeah. right? Because they're all good for you. Yeah. But sticking to one thing every single time is not going to be the best. Right. Yeah. So that's Agreed. what I would say. Marty Mar. Marty yes. Mar. <laughs> Shout out to Marty Mar. <laughs> What's one gimmicky fitness device or diet program that you actually think has some value? What I'm talking about is that stuff we typically see on TV at three in the morning. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like oh I haven't God. seen like anything I'm going to recommend. It's old because I just don't watch TV I don't much. Watch TV, I watch yeah. Netflix. If Cody, I watch it, Cody then. uses uh, the shake. Weight. I was, oh, I, that's what I was going to say. I was like the shake weight. <laughs> Get the hell. Um, <laughs> here's one thing I will say. At the end of the day, all these gimmicky things, if you buy it and it makes you move a little bit more, mm-hmm. like go for it. I think that's the thing. I I mean, the thing is, is you don't every single day in the industry, there's another necessary tool that comes out and you really don't need anything other than your body. You but. guys, do you guys ever see the uh it was like a military something like they called it? And it, it literally looked like a like an old person's walker. But and you, then it like flipped. Yeah. Yes. You remember that? And, and you, you could, could like, do, do like dips and yes. like, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is like a lot of the, I remember watching this stuff when I was overweight and like really was like, Hey, I'm going to make this change. Like, and I'd see these things and I'm like, damn, like, get my phone out. <laughs> right. Like I'm looking like, <laughs> like I never bought the only thing I bought. So I bought this one. Um, and I actually would use this today and this is, would be my choice is the um, perfect push up. So it, as yeah. you go down, it rotates into your natural grip, which I think is golden because we use parallettes all the time. So you can get a nice like position for your shoulder, mm-hmm. get your lats more activated in a up. So I think that one's great. And I, it's literally just like a handle that rotates. I would forward. say that the regular pushup, though, it trumps that. Like if you co- if you coach it right. Because right. I, I recently had a friend who, who came and trained with me and he hadn't worked out in like years. I love this. Right. So and he has put perfect push up things at his house and it was like, man, I use this when, you know, my daughter's watching cartoons and shit. So, <laughs> so, hey, good for so him. he was like, yeah, he was like, man, I'll crank out like 12, 12 reps or whatever. And I was like, all right, we're going to do push ups a different way. So I coached him through it. I was like, spread your hand apart, rip the floor. He was shaking. He got in like six reps and was like, dude, it's, you know. I, I I've been doing push-ups for a while on these perfect push-ups and it's it's a, it's and they're a not game perfect. changer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not perfect. I mean, the thing about push-ups though too, I coach them as no hands push-ups. 
So we go and, and you know, starting on half position, so you're on your knees, you go all the way down, you have to go all the way down so your okay. hands come yeah. off the ground oh, and you yeah. have to press yourself yeah. up from there. But it's like with push-ups, people don't realize when you're cutting off that range of motion at the bottom, it's not, you have to be able to get all the way right. down and back up. That yeah. is not like right. shrugging push-up. Right. Yeah, it's not yeah. a push-up. I agree. So. And, and I think the way you do it, like, so if you're out there, like if you spread your fingers and corkscrew the floor, so like the pit of your elbow is facing forward when you do that like your back lights up and it pulls you, you into position on, right. yeah. so when i use the perfect push-ups i crush the heck out of those handles and try to pull yeah. myself into it but a lot of people don't but do the that thing, yeah just you're aware of, of doing that exactly yeah. yeah so and yeah. that's what i realized after i said that mm -hmm. and i think it's with every move it's not it's not the move it's right. how you do the right. move oh 100 so, yeah right. i just good I, question out of everything i've seen that would probably be my pick yeah. i don't know if you guys have anything I yeah, if, I mean, if you're gonna get a product, then probably the perfect push. -up. It's like the closest <laughs> yeah. one, right? Or yeah, like, I guess so. like the chin up things in the doors. But I don't even mm, know if that's mm -hmm. really a gimmicky product. Or, I have one. Or the fat burning lotion. Oh that. my god, I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for somebody to say flat tummy tea. Have no. you seen this that, lotion I put that's coming that on my belly? No, I put oh that on my Stop belly it. every morning. <laughs> Back in the day, I did have a friend. Hold on one second. I will not say her name. I did have a friend. You know, remember the thing that they put on and you put it on your stomach Squeam. and it. No, the oh, electric no, the yeah. to get your six pack. I'm like, wait, what is wrong with the our Abdel world? Thing. The yeah, yeah. Abdel, where you put it on and it like does basically the goal. Yes, the goal was for it to do the work for get, you. All get the shredded like, watching TV. What is wrong? That's like, oh funny. my God. And God, how people America. buy into that. Man, <laughs> at any cost other than just actually doing the work. Well, so like, yeah, so like they have this lotion now and I'm not going to say the person, but, and I gave her crap for it. Cause she came in into a train with me and I saw her putting it on. It's like, it's, it's lotion that you put on that is like, Michael, you know what I'm talking about. What does it say on it? Does it make you sweat? It more says like, like sweat. It's supposed to amp up. You put the lotion on and then put one of those like waist belts, elastic belts right. over it. And I think the reasoning is it probably helps you sweat a little bit more in that area to make you feel toned. It's supposed to like bring heat to the effect. whatever. Yeah. But it also yeah. plays on that people always think if they sweat more, that they have right. worked out right. harder. Right. Right. You know, and it's Not like, true. just side note, I mean, literally, do what makes you motivated and, and if, if your belt gets you in the gym and gets you moving, like fine. But the thing is at the end of the day, it's all BS. Right. Like, let's yeah. just be real. Right. Come on. Yep. I actually bought one of those in college. I never felt so, cause I was super insecure. Wait, you bought, clarify, you bought what? Well, a multitude of things. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it all. The yeah. lotion. I had the and lotion, the, the wrap, and the electric, electric thing. Yeah. So, you were gay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was I was so insecure about going to like the college rec center that I would walk in and be like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, uh -huh. intimidated. I would like splash myself by the fountain, look like I got wet, got and then like leave and go home, put my little waist belt on, drink the tea. Like, no, I just told you. Okay, that. I was like, wait, how is this like, <laughs> I mean, but that does bring up, I think at the end of the day, a lot of that stuff, that at home stuff, people buy into because of the insecurities of going yeah. where other people right, are, right. where they feel like they don't belong. And that's another thing is like, you do belong there. Everybody right. feels like, you know, they're not, the, they're not doing the right thing or, you know, but it's like, I mean. But I really did buy that, um, like the push up one that you could put it on the ground and do push ups or flip it and put it on the, the door frame. Yeah. That works. But I don't think those are gimmicky. I think those are real. Well, I never felt so bad because I didn't hook it up on the door, right? You it broke ripped, the frame. It, the oh. frame felt, and then I oh, felt flat on my oh. ass. I've just never felt yeah. so, yeah, such a fail. So cool. I, think I, I couldn't go to the gym now, my own if door. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is stuck in that position that 
they are intimidated by the gym and they want to like get a head start, I would suggest buying a band. Go on Amazon, buy mm -hmm. one band, do body weight movements and do band work. And you're following Kaiza, obviously. So just watch what she's doing because there's plenty of household items you can work out with, obviously. Or just like learning how to move, I think, just in your body. Like I think that's something we over we always overlook is you can get so strong just moving your body weight right. around, learning how to be like mechanically sound um, and then increasing from there by adding accessories. Right. So how, how, like how many guys have you seen or girls, <laughs> but like that go into the gym that crush weights and then you take them through a crazy body yeah, weight movement and they just crumble. Like, yeah. I love, that's why I said I love that when yeah. you said I, I have my boy in here working out with me because that's always the funnest thing. Like, yeah. taking them through some crazy stuff that's just simple yeah. but like, very, very difficult. Yeah, moving your body weight around is no joke. But you also get used to your thing, right? If if weights are your thing, you're just oh, yeah, used to 100%. that. And that's what your body is like adapted to. And then trying to do something different, like move your own body weight around is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. All right. FNB Graham asks what your favorite exercises are for explosive power development and vertical jump gains. Oh my, I just want to say something about explosive power because I think I get this all the time. Like, how do you, you know, how do you jump on a box or how do you do all these things? I think one thing people really kind of miss is how strong you have to be or should be to be able to, to create power. And I think that's like, there's definitely a misnomer of just like, I'm going to keep jumping on a box and eventually I'm going to get up that high, which Amen. I mean, it is important to jump on a box and learn how to do that, but it is really important that you're strong. And I think that's where people kind of tend to overlook yeah, that. We just want to go right into yeah. plyometrics. It's yeah. force production through the floor, right? So if you can deadlift or squat a lot of weight while pushing yourself away from the floor, likely you're going to be able to jump higher with your body weight. Yeah, so I, I totally agree. I'm not like a jump expert or anything, and I don't know. Well, I mean, power lifters or Olympic lifters have the highest vertical, average vertical out of any other sport. Basketball, football, they have the highest average crazy. vertical, right? And these guys are like 250, 260, right? Yeah, and I was going to say, like, are you, like, that's crazy. No, that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a legit, that. that's a fact, yeah. right? Wow. And, like, these guys are jumping 36 inches vertical, right? So it's like, man, it's just because they have to move a lot of weight at a, at a really high speed. Yeah. 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 So, and they can, they can control it. They also do suffer a lot of injuries, but that kind of just comes with, with the yeah. game. But I think in general, and that is a question that I get a lot, I think in general, it's really important when you're wanting to work on power that you make sure that you are not forgetting to work on strength. And I just right. think that you right. have to be strong in order to be powerful. If I'm gonna choose one exercise, I'd have to choose two. Like my favorites would probably be a box squat just because it implicates like the pattern of a jump because nobody like does a full depth squat when they're going to jump for basketball. Right. Well, they so shouldn't. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would say box squat or I enjoy uh, speed deadlifts with bands the yep. most. Like I love, not even because I want to jump high, but I just like wrapping a band around the bar and just trying to pull it off the floor explosively. Mm -hmm. Like that's fun to me. Cool. Box squats yeah. aren't fun to me, but I know yeah. they work well. So yeah, but strength work. Yep, you absolutely. You powerful in general. Strength work. Aldrin has a question. <clears throat> Talk about the Instagram trainer trend. Who should you follow? What impact is it making on the industry, et cetera? Kaiser Fit. I was, a, since, since, since hers is on, I was going to say mind versus muscle, you know, Cody Boom Boom Theo Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow yeah. these guys for sure. Let's just woosa for one minute. What is this happening? So uh, I think this is just such a hard question to answer. One is, I will say first and foremost, I think social media has a, done a great job in getting accessible movement out there. And I think people do find motivation in looking at these pages and they find ways where, in some instances, they can learn how to move for free. And I think that's awesome, that's right. great. Um, I don't think having an Instagram gives you the right to be a coach. Amen. So I saw something, that, okay, like I've seen 
macro coach in the description a million times. And I'm like, that's not a thing. You can't be like a coach of macronutrients. It blows my mind. But the other day I saw this trainer. He said trainer and then it said digestion coach. And I'm thinking like, what does that even mean? I don't know. Like, wh- how are you going to coach me on how to digest my food? But people better? come like, up with all different just names. Swallow to kind of yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just swallow half of that. Don't swallow half of it right now. Um, Wait seven seconds. Wait, what was the original question? Because I get so off topic. This this, yeah. this gets me so heated. <laughs> I'm like, calm down, calm down. In general, the Instagram trainer trend, but his first question was, who should you follow? Well, I think it's really, really important. If you are following people on Instagram and social media in general because you want to learn about the body, I'm assuming it's for fitness and health, you really need to make sure that their background is sound. And right. I think that's something where there is a trend in social media where somebody works out a lot and then they get looked to as the expert in X, Y, and Z. But in reality, if you dug a little bit deeper, they don't have any background right. in any mm-hmm. of that. So coaching yourself is incredible and it's amazing, but that doesn't exactly give you um, the right to go out and, and coach other people. So right. I think if I was going to give anybody any suggestion, I would say just check up on the people that you find inspiration in. If you find inspiration in them, check up, do a little research and make sure that they have, you know, some credentials to be to be telling you certain things. Yeah, I think like <clears throat> being able to see them somewhere other than just Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Like Google them, look on Facebook. Do they have a website? Whatever it is, because right. then you know. I was just going to say that like all the people who I follow are actual like real coaches and it's because I've either read about them and they've been recommended Recommended to me by other other coaches that I know. Um, so I mean, guys like I mean, I'll reference uh, Ben Bruno. Um, mm-hmm. We also got Brett Contreras, Dr. John Rustin. So these guys give practical, real content that you can apply immediately, yeah. and it's not like a crazy workout or exercise. It's functional, and like you should be doing it, um, and it and it gets you stronger, and it and it gets you towards your goals. And, and guys like Hunter Fitness. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just people who are who are giving you value and and not just like giving you an image to look at and say I want to look like that person. Yeah. And right? can we please just state that the amount of followers you have is not a like direct correlation to how educated yeah. you right, are right, or how right, good you are at what you do right. because a lot of these guys that you mentioned, I mean Ben Bruno and Hunter, they have great followings, but it's not they're not in the millions and if there was any right. if it like went, you know, that they their followers are any uh, you know, whatever that word is, relation to like how correlation. Edu- correlation to how educated mm-hmm. they were, they'd be in the millions. Yeah, and not. Yeah. So it's like, you can't just say just because you have a lot of followers means you must be the best. Right. Um, you said something the other day, Theo, it was like uh, <clears throat> the first nine blocks. The first nine there? blocks of, so of like, Instagram, yep. That's like right where people's eye goes or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I think if you can look at the first nine blocks and there's valuable content, then you should follow that person. Mm-hmm. Because like I like those guys that you named too because I see a picture and then it's like I have to scroll to look at the the comment or the, um, what is that even called? Caption. Caption, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're like describing things yeah. and why to do it, how yeah. to do it, how you can implement yeah. it. If you can't do this, do this. Like that's valuable to me, not just like, like he said, just picture. If you look at the first nine blocks and it's just picture them flexing like, it also just depends what you want. I mean, we're all so different, but I think we're all trainers sitting here. And so, of course, yeah. we love other trainers that are giving, you yeah. know, they're sharing their education and their knowledge with us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I think it, it also just depends on what you want. But I really just think it's important that if you're choosing to follow these people for motivation, that you just make sure that, you know, they're coming from an, from an educated background. Pretty simply. Yeah, I agree. All right. Bao has a question about, I think it's called Garcinia. Uh, she says she keeps hearing about it, and is this another fad, or does it really work? That's hard. Have you heard of this? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, they, you know, 
I don't know. Here's the thing. I mean, I think everything is kind of a fad in some sense. I think when it comes to nutrition and supplementation, um, you know, it should stay to a minimum. But at the end of the day, I think this became so big because Dr. Oz had it on his show with, uh, with like really? Madonna, like somebody. And um, it's just, it's basically like, speeding up your nutrition is what is it yeah so I'll, i like researched it a little bit and essentially they say it's like an enzyme that helps utilize carbohydrates for fuel rather than body fat more Got and it. then it's um an appetite suppressant or it makes you feel more satiated after meals so here's the oh, thing I, it's like oh God, see, splitting stop. hairs why do we splitting why hairs. do we want to do that you should eat you shouldn't right. have to you should eat why do you want to take a pill that suppresses your appetite when in reality you are a machine that needs yeah. fuel i don't get that i don't get that I don't think that so, that's they, like... Yeah, so they were saying that like you eat it with... like So this is allows you to eat a smaller meal because you'll feel more satiated with that meal, right? And then the the car, the whole partitioning of nutrients with carbs, that's just a myth. I'm just going to be real. like that. That's like down to like serious enzymes and bacteria in your gut that like that's genetics. That's health. Like that has nothing to do with a pill that you can take. So now here's the thing is it, it, it like it's like green tea to me. Like... Is green tea a fat burner Sci like that scientifically works? Yeah, it is. Like it's legit. It's good for you. You should drink it, but you should not rely on that. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not something that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take this, <clears throat> what is it, Garcinia? And then all of a sudden it's gonna speed up my results, right? It's like, does it have some benefits? Maybe. Is it worth your money? Probably not. I just think it brings up a bigger like topic of like why everybody is doing the thing that, that they're doing. And I think so many people are obsessed with all of the things that are gonna get them the quickest yeah. this route of what they think is like their perfect body. And at the end of the day, one, like if you got to what you think your perfect body was and you did all of these fads and things, you probably wouldn't be that healthy and you probably wouldn't be that happy. Yeah. So your perfect body doesn't even matter anyways. Right. So I just think at the end of the day, you eat well, everybody knows what good food is. You know, when you're looking at something and it's crap, don't eat it like, or eat a little bit of it. But at the end of the day, if that's what you chose to do without, you don't need any of the supplementation or any of the other crap and, and you'll be a healthy. It's like the person. big rock thing. Like that story where like he fills, it's like a bucket or a glass with the big rocks and then the small rocks and then the gravel at the very end right like nobody's Same, focused yeah. on like getting the big rocks in there first yeah, right yeah. like what is your nutrition like mm -hmm. are you moving are you training multiple times a week like don't be sitting on the couch and then taking garcinia pills and drinking green tea like and expecting something to happen yeah but yeah but lotion, that i mean though. but that <laughs> lotion though <laughs> Oh my god. It, it, uh, perfect way to edit though. It smells pretty good in it. <laughs> oh my god. We are not going we are not giving that lotion any more that. energy. That rant could have uh. kept going too. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right. so I actually hopped over onto your Instagram. Oh awesome. So everyone watching, uh, you're getting a lot of love. Oh thanks fans. everybody. Um, Anna Gaining Goal says she loves you and respects that she can sit with her little daughters oh. and watch your videos and motivates them. Thank you. Um, going to make me emotional. So we're getting a lot of uh, question here from Zealous Pursuits. Are ZMAs any good? Zinc, magnesium, vitamin B6. Yes. Next yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't think any of us are nutritionists, though, yeah. so I don't think we want to speak on anything. But, like, do we take? Yes, I, I definitely take supplementation yeah. that way. But I think, like, yeah, and, like, magnesium, all that stuff's great for you. If you mm -hmm. can get it through your food, great. I mean, that's ZMA helps you sleep a little bit, so if you have sleep issues, maybe. Like, I don't. So how would you feel, like, if you take, let's say, or, or if you're eating healthy, right? Because I, I feel like the supplement industry is kind of just saying, like, well, you need this or this is responsible for this, right? Like, do you feel like if you eat healthy enough, Right. Like if you're getting plenty of greens, vegetables, fruits, um, lean meats, 
is it is it necessary? No, I think if you cycle the foods you get, stuff. yeah, if you constantly change up the greens you're getting, you get tons of colors in your diet, I don't think you need it. And they've done yeah. studies that prove that you'll be totally fine. Um, I know a lot of people that take ZMA because they have trouble sleeping. But I would have them consider that there's something going on in their life that's causing right. them yeah. to struggle right. sleeping, yeah. right? So I don't think – I haven't taken – I don't take ZMA. I haven't taken ZMA in, in I don't know how long. And I actually, like, a few months ago stopped taking whey protein. I stopped drinking. The only thing I take is fish oil and vitamin D because mm-hmm. I live in Seattle, right? And those are, like, extremely natural things. I just don't eat fatty fish But side note, speaking about this, vitamin D, uh, in Seattle and the Northwest, we always think we should take it. I got tested, and I'm really high. Really? So it doesn't Some just people, mean that you're yeah. here, that yeah. you should take it. Right, yeah. Right. But all those things, I think as with everything, it's like you want to try and get it through the actual real foods Absolutely. that you eat. I do find sometimes I don't, I'm not the best at my greens. And so I sometimes have a daily greens kind of like, yep. I yeah, do I do the same thing. but it's yeah. like with everything, if you can get it through your, your real foods that you eat is the best. 100%. Just look up, like what I would do is Google like what foods contain magnesium. Right. And then look, I, and I will say magnesium is harder to get in a higher dose because I've looked up this kind of stuff a lot, but you can get everything through foods. Yeah, Are you laughing more. over there? Most, <laughs> mostly, we, just, but we talked about creatine before. Right. right, creatine is something I take. I do take that always. Um, and it's studied. It's it's natural. It's good. I mean, even kids can help. Uh, it, it can actually help brain function for kids in school. Like, it's great for you. There's nothing wrong with it. The problem with creatine is you would have to literally eat a pound of steak, like one full pound, just to get like three grams of creatine, I think, which is almost the daily dose that is beneficial. And nobody, like very few people should be eating like pounds of steak. Right. No, and, but if we're also going to talk about that, you're also, you, we need to bring up the quality of the supplementation because oh, right. I think yeah. that's another issue yeah. where, and I don't even think we want to get into yeah. that, but it's like, you just definitely, and if you're taking stuff, you got to Creatine's actually sure. an iffy one too. Like if it doesn't say Crea Pure <laughs> with a copyright sign on it, then you have to be careful. Like, because the supplement industry is just sketchy. Like yeah, you can is. get away with so much, unfortunately, yeah. but. Well, food in general is sketchy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Lots of love and support. Everyone's loving Thank you. this. Um, <laughs> Lopez asks, how long have you all been training? Mm. Oh, God, so, I have to, like, calculate. Yeah. Me, like, it's, it's like, consistently um, just the last four and a half years, I think. And then, uh, but I've been training on and off since I was about 10 years old. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> My dad's How'd you out there? on the track. Uh, track. He he went to Home Depot, got some wood. He made plyo boxes. Stop. Yeah. We had like oh my an god, old, I love it. We had like an old weight set up in our attic. He had me. He had me no. lifting at like ten years so old. So did that? Did that translate into like you loved it or nope. did that? Yeah. Okay. Nope. Well, I no, I asked because I would see him in there, right? And and he didn't. He never forced it on me. Mm. He uh, he always was just like, man, like you know, if you ever want to come, you know, work out or whatever. And I was just like, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think that once I've kind of committed to it and I was just like, yo, like, cause he was, he was really good at, at track and he was an elite athlete. So I was like, man, I want to look like that. And he was like, all right, this is what you got to do. And I did it. That's cool. So. Messed up. Um, let's see. I mean, I've been like training, working out my entire life. I just, I think I was that little kid that had like. ADD and my mom was like whatever you can do to be active we're gonna put your energy there um but I've been a personal trainer I don't know if that's what his question was I've been a personal trainer since I graduated from college putting myself on blast that was like nine years ago so you were (laughs) (laughs) I'm old 31 yeah so were you uh weight training in High school and stuff then? No, you know what's so weird? Okay, so I I went to, basically when I started getting serious about sports, it was in, 
I think like seventh grade, I decided, okay, I'm gonna stick with uh, soccer. That's what I wanted to do. Went into high school, did track only to keep in shape for soccer. My mom was like, well, go do something that, you know, gets you in shape all year round. And I ended up just being better in track. So uh, when it came to like choosing schools, I chose track only because ego was big and I wanted to go to D1. But I had never lifted weights. I had never done anything other than just track season for like three months. Um, and so I got to college and that's where I started lifting. Right. And it was so fun. But at the same point in time, I mean, I think that's really where I fell in love with like training. But at the same point in time, my body didn't handle it very well. Yeah, so that's we another did. different story. But yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I didn't step foot in the gym until I was 18. So I just, soccer year round, I played on an indoor team, I played on a club outdoor team, and I played for school. So it was just soccer, soccer, soccer. So same thing, just at, like just sports. And then I did like skateboarding and stuff. When I was 17, I tore everything in my knee, my ACL, Ooh. meniscus, all that shit. Yeah, it was bad. Somebody I, hit you? No, soccer. I just, uh, so the, the meniscus I, I did to myself. The ACL, it was just like collision with another guy on the Oof. field. Um, hyperextended and and the crazy thing is I tore my meniscus recovered came back senior year made captain of the team and tore my ACL in the same knee preseason I was horrible Dang. so then I actually ended up gaining a ton of weight and then that's when I was like okay I need to get in the gym and then I like went on this whole dream that was when I was 18 so that was six and a half years ago now when I started babies training. Um, I'm always the youngest in the room <laughs> all right so I wrote down a lot of questions. Maybe we could do a rapid fire of some. Cool, Boom. yeah. All right, so starting it off, Jay Fezzen, best way to work up to a pull-up? I Okay, I just think pull-ups in general, and this goes for a lot of movements, I think you should be doing the actual movement. Like, I totally understand there's other ways to, to get your lat strong, to do all this back work. I agree. But I just think you should be doing the, the real movement. And so what I've done with a lot of the women that, that I train with that want to do pull-ups, we do banded pull-ups. I was going to say assisted, yeah, because it's it's there's like, a mechanic component to it. Totally, yeah. and then, then it translates directly, even if it's just mentally, it translates into like, okay, this is exactly what I'm doing, and then we just start basically taking those bands off i would absolutely agree like i i yes you need like shoulder mobility and better strength in your lats but i agree assisted chin-ups on a trx or a banded or if you're at a la fitness and you don't want to strap a band up because like i know a lot of guys don't want to do that okay. do a lat pull down but like look at your mechanics when you're doing it like focus on like depressing your scapula yeah. getting your chest tall like so you're not just going into a pronated position yeah. or doing way too much weight and swinging back into it and yeah. all the crazy stuff we yeah. see at those big box so gyms. my approach is a little bit different i i would i would agree that is that is a, a definitely a good way to to approach it the way that i kind of do it is just because you were just talking about posture um is I'll have somebody and I'll coach them into a good posture at the top of the at the top of the range, mm -hmm. right? So when they're when they're at the top, whether they're in chin up or, or pull up, I'll have them pull their shoulders back and then I'll just have them hold it. Hold. Yep. And then from Do there we just slowly there? control down. Yep. So have Got them jump it. up there. Yeah. Yep. That's good. So yep. Um, there, there are some people who will go like inverted row, but I, I'm again, I'm more fan of the movement too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, okay, so like inverted row though, like strengthening your lats <laughs> is a part of it. I mean, you're gonna do horizontal rows in your training anyway. So, like, that shouldn't be, like, the, the one thing that's going to help. You know what I mean? Everything in your training should somewhat complement all these bigger things that you mm -hmm. want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Lisa asks what your number one tip is for those just starting. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Hi, Lisa. Um, okay. My number one tip with those just starting is figuring out what you can think of and not 
and like basically not feel like and have your whole body feel like this is an overwhelming thing. And I just was talking to somebody about this yesterday from somebody who's on the couch or just doesn't have time to do anything. What can you think of that you feel is doable? And so for some people, it's going, getting up and going for a five minute walk around the block. For some people, it's doing a 10 minute little stretch session. I don't care what it is, but you have to start somewhere and you have to know that that starting point can be whatever resonates best with you. No matter what, when you start moving, your body loves movement. Everything about you loves movement. You will start figuring out how to move more, but you have to start somewhere. I agree. You have to. I love it. Um, and this is actually, I'm kind of just going to a funny route because there's this uh, viral video on, on Facebook about the lady who did, she's a, she's a British lady. She did a, a review of this workout DVD, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Your girl said that too, right? <laughs> right, right. So, and, and she's just all pissed off and she, you know, after the warm up, she just felt smoked. But it brings up a good point though, is because a lot of people will try to go balls to the wall. Mm-hmm right off of the bat and I think that what you said is perfect because it's kind of just like okay figure out what you can do where your capacity is and then work to that point of success and not to where you feel like you feel like just like you're failing or you're out of place you know what I mean I think that we battle a lot um, with that in here it's like man like we have tons of levels and in, in, in regressions and stuff that you can do right away and not feel like you have to walk out of the door and yeah. and go train in order to come here yeah. and train. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that is the thing of a lot of people getting into it is because their mindset is I want, I need to start moving because I need to look a certain right. way. And I would really challenge people to kind of switch that and say, I need to start moving because that is how I'm going to remain or become a healthy human being and like live a, a long, full life. And I think if you have that mindset, you're okay with the process not happening overnight. Right. So I think it is definitely a whole a whole mindset switch. Be, be more aware of how you feel. Yeah, Amen. I, I would just Get say feels. complimenting all that Get is just feels. embrace the process because, yeah. like, I've always struggled with patience, like in everything, in business, and in, in fitness, and all that stuff. So it took a long time for me to just slow down and just like celebrate every little win, right? Like if, if, if you just get to the gym and you do something for 20 minutes, like be happy that you got to the gym for the first time Amen. in years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and just embrace the process of yeah. progress slowly happening. And I think that's the biggest key. But I do, I want to shout out because what Theo is saying is it is so important. And I tell every single person that I train, I say, when you walk out of this or we're wrapping up and we're warming down, cooling down, how do you feel right now? Because if you check in with how good you feel about just taking time for your yourself and just like your body feels good when you move and everything feels good and your endorphins are going you're way more apt to come back because of that feeling and so we don't beat ourselves up because you just did a whole workout and now you don't have a six-pack like that's so negative that energy is negative it's like go to the other side of like I just dedicated an hour 30 minutes or 20 whatever to myself and my body and and that's a positive thing Jessica what is your favorite functional training products or Favorite products for functional training? Uh, My body is my own product. That is my favorite product. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. That's hard, Jessica. How do you even pick? I mean, that's a good one, though. That's a really good one. That's legit. So, is that just everything besides like a a dumbbell and a barbell then? Like, I mean, are we talking kettlebells, maces? Maybe more of like workout DVDs. Maybe she's going that route. Product or equipment? That's so let's let's hit it all then. Okay. Let's just, just to make sure we answer a question. Check out Max Shank. He got, uh, uh, he's got a kind of like a mobility, like five minute flow is his thing. Um, so even if you just hashtag five minute flow, you'll probably find him. Um, or just look up Max Shank. You can go on his website. He's got a product to where, like, he's literally just teaching people, like, just at least move five minutes a day. I love that. Check in with yourself 
feel better, move yeah. better. Um, so I would definitely check that out. Um, it, it, I forget the the exact name of the product, but I would definitely check that out. And that's a good place to start. So. I don't even, yeah, I can't top that because, I mean, that would be the best. If, if we're talking equipment, I'd probably say a sandbag. I like that a lot. There's a lot you can do with it. I mean, it's different. Like, a lot of people haven't used those and done, like, a lot of things with it. I'm going to shit on the sandbag. I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, just because. (laughs) I I haven't used a sandbag really either. Maybe once. Um, Just because, like, I mean, people will will throw them down. They will, like, they will drop them, and, like, they bust. Sand pops out, like, if you do a clean, like, and then sand is just getting all up in your face. Yeah, like, I I agree with that. I would say kettlebell. After a while, they go, well, I just didn't want to say kettlebell because that's just such a, like, I think it's more common for us, right? I think that you could still okay, go into a lot point. of people's very houses yeah. or even they like a lot of hotels that. still don't even have kettlebells. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like 24-hour hour in LA, they just got them. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so they're brand I think, new. I think they listen to the podcast. I guess a sandbag just challenges me so much because it's yeah. something that I don't – like a kettlebell, I'm more used to that, and I think that's why I chose it. But I do agree with you, like – a lot of, I guess a lot of people, I underestimate how many people have actually used a kettlebell. But functional, that word gets tossed around so dang much. So I would more so just love to have that question in person and just ask, you know, what that person means by functional. So I think it's just, that's a word that gets thrown around right now. And, and yeah. Body weight is probably the most functional. I, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. your body is yeah. really all you need to be the right. most functional. How do you even divine or define it, right? Like what your body is meant to yeah. do right? to do True. well functional would be what applies i think like when back in the day when we we're talking about functional life. is like what impl- what applies directly to the thing that you're doing like yeah. functional for your sport but that's the thing is like i think now people just functional is is just tossed around so much yeah. um yeah, yeah. I, if I it was everyday body. function yeah technically your body, your body. is your equipment yeah, yeah. And it's functional yeah that fit frenchie has a personal question yeah five years ago did you see yourself where you are now? Oh my gosh, no, not at all. Um, Let's see, five years ago, I probably just thought I was, uh, you know, gonna continue training. And I always knew that I wanted to run my own personal training business. So that was kind of the goal and that's what I'm doing now. Um, But social media was nowhere on my radar. I'm a very private person, (laughs) like, which people are like, wait, what? I'm like, I'm a very private person. Yeah, when you told me that the first time, I was like, get out of here. No, I'm private, I'm shy, like my business to myself. And so social media, I mean, I remember getting on Facebook. It came out, when Facebook came out, you had to be in a college. It was only on colleges. So you had to have your u.edu. Um, and then I remember getting off of it cause I was like, Oh my God, I don't want this person like knowing what's going on. And, and then social media came back around and, and Instagram came back around, but the long story short, no, I would never have imagined I was here. And, um, I literally every single day wake up and I'm just so grateful for, for where I am and what I'm doing. And I just feel like I always knew somewhere in my mind that I wanted to be a trainer and I really wanted to bring my kind of like method and philosophy and belief to a lot of people. And I couldn't figure out what that kind of like bridge was going to be between only having a certain amount of hours in my day to then being able to like, you know, train more people and see more people and, um, be exposed to more people and social media became that bridge. And I'm super grateful. I think that's like what separates great coaches or people who are going to like really get developed in this industry is seeing past like the long hours in the typical gym, being creative and like finding your own way of doing things and then just being patient and like yeah. letting it go. Right. Cause a lot of people get tired of working 10 hours a day in LA fitness and, yeah. and then trying to figure out how to bridge that gap. Yeah. Right. So and you can you can have a vision too in a, in a bigger picture, but things change along the way. Yeah. Right. So it's it, it and, and you don't know how soon you're gonna get there. Right. So I think that it, just things constantly evolve, especially the way that you 
that you look at the world and like your your worldview and it's like man like maybe I don't want to do this anymore people get burnt out every <laughs> totally. single day yeah. you know but I think things do change and I think one lesson I've learned is is really knowing that when things kind of like come at you and they're easy and doors are opening like it just it's a sign that kind of you're on the right path mm -hmm. and I wanted to do what I thought, how I thought I was gonna kind of be able to train a, a larger group of people was opening a facility that was like small group training. And the, it just like that door wasn't opening. It was like hitting my head, it right, just wasn't right. working. And so it was like the opportunity to look back and be like, just maybe that isn't really the right thing. In hindsight, of course, now looking back, it wasn't the right thing. Um, and so I think for me, it's always been like when things are happening and you know the energy's good and you're flowing, like I think you're going in the right direction. If it's not, kind of reevaluate, but. Long story short, no, I never would have thought I was right here. All right. <laughs> They're just loving you. Yay. <laughs> oh, my God. So. I, I, I thought of something a little yeah. bit. Somebody, I don't remember what her name was. Shout out to her. But she said, I, I really appreciate being able to watch this with her daughter, right? Yeah. Like, I thought that was super cool. She's, and it made me. And she's from Australia, she says. Aww. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. What time? Uh, check out Royal Fitness if you're in Australia. Matt right. Prince. Um, so, like, I thought about your daughter's coming soon. Like, mm -hmm. Is it going to be crazy to you? Like, let's say, like, I'm really bad with ages, but whenever age happens, seven, eight, like, they start really, like, learning things and everything, and she goes back, and, like, let's say you're doing whatever, and she's like, Daddy, like, look what I found, and it's you on YouTube, you yep. on Facebook, yep. you on podcasts. I think, that's like, the, I think that's the coolest thing. It's going to be crazy. Because I can't look at that from my granddad, you know? Like, exactly. He's, all he has is, is, is stories, or did have. He, he's passed, but... Um, you know, I can't go back and look at that stuff. I would love to because, you know, he had a pretty uh, rough childhood, you know, and I would love to even my even my pops. You know what I mean? Like he he came from and you know, to, to watch like imagine this. Right. Like my dad is from Detroit, like grew up in the projects, uh, born and raised there. And my mom is from England. Right. And then came over here like literally on a boat. Right. And like it would how interesting would it be to see them like on YouTube or like see a vlog or something like that to where they meet and then, you know, what I mean, and then that kind of that story just kind of creates itself yeah. and then to document that. on So that's what I'm saying. It's like, man, like to be able to have the, the ability to and, and everybody's on this phone now. Right. To where, it. You know, what I mean, when she gets 10 years old, she's going to be it's watching gonna be that. the coolest like, thing. Yeah. I also think it's an opportunity to second and third think about what you put out into the world and mm -hmm. are you proud of it and would you want people to look at it do i you know i always say i think i said this we i i always think of stuff of would i be okay with my niece looking at it and i think that's really really important stuff that goes out into the world now on social media lives there forever yeah right. um and are you okay with that so yeah Absolutely i agree and agree. sometimes and, and i'm still learning that because sometimes like i'm just i'm ready fire Steam. aim right yeah. but then at the same time, like I learn from that stuff. So I feel like just yeah. because of my experience, I can mm -hmm. then, you know, I mean, I feel like she'll appreciate that. Yeah. You would love, my mom listens to every podcast, right? Aww. And she'll call me and she'll be like, so I was listening to the podcast today. <laughs> Theo shouldn't be talking about that. And I just start cracking up. And she's like, you guys can't say that. Like, oh my God, mama bear. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm or like, or like, she's like, uh, the time before she calls me, she was like, oh, I was listening and Theo's not very funny. I think he, he makes fun of you too much. Like protective. Like she has no idea how 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 just messed oh up God. she just made it because right. it's gonna come. I was like, yeah. Theo, mom, chill. Dang. But but I totally agree, man. I'm excited for her to be able to see that stuff for you. Like, yeah. I just found out. So my grandfather's from Hungary, and I knew he went to the war, and he's been through some crazy stuff. But he's very very quiet and very humble. He just now told, like very very recently. Uh, when my mom got older, told her like the craziest stories about him. He went into a concentration camp when he was like 
really young. I'm going to butcher the age, but like 13, he had to go through the woods with a carriage by himself, like the craziest life. And he's just never said anything because he's just humble. He's just happy to be here. And like, so I want to like go reach out to him and talk to him because like, it's just insane. Like, it's also a whole different world where now we just feel like everybody needs to know every little thing that we do when, you know, in all reality, you know, not everybody needs to know that you're. I think if you're willing right to share, like, yeah, you know, it's like, exactly. come on, people. Yeah, some yeah. stuff is like yeah. over the top, I yeah. agree, but. But yeah. that's where social media, right? Like you can turn it into like what you've done. And I think that, you know, everybody's kind of doing it uh, at this table, at least to where we wanted to represent like our business and like, not only that, but like what it, what our business represents, what we believe, not necessarily everything about our personal life yeah, right? like yeah. even like i don't document every single vacation or yeah. when i'm at the, at the house like yeah. you know uh watching tv with my girl like i, I don't need to document all that yeah. stuff yeah. you know what i mean like for me i just want my my goal is to get again more people to move and that's what i want social media to do because there's so many there's literally billions of eyes watching mm-hmm. social media so the more that you can make an impact that way i think for me i just I can't think a better way to to market myself. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we're all there right now. That's why I'm a big Gary V fan. But I think it's like I, I like what you say about it because for somebody like me, I could say like, yeah, well, I only got like, you know a couple thousand. Like it's not that big of a deal. But then in two years, like who knows what it would be if it grew? Like you know what I mean? And then yeah. they can go back and you're like, I wish that but wasn't I, on there. Nice. No, but I always say. I mean, the thing is, is when you start social media or just when I became a trainer, I was like, if if I can affect one person in a positive way then, you know, then my life is better, yeah, you know? And absolutely. I think that, and, and, and I hope that their life is better. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, it's not about the numbers. I mean, social media, we're so, now we judge people on their numbers. Like, right, what are we even right. talking about? It's not about the numbers. And shout out, like, I'm grateful, believe me, to every single person that follows me. But it's not about that. We really, you do have to understand, and especially as trainers, like, if you affect one person positively, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So this name might sound familiar, I'm assuming, uh, but Catherine Hoff says she's oh, sending you I love. Oh, I love her. Because she Hold said on. she This is going to make me cry. She's going to make me cry. That's why she knew she did this. Go ahead. I'm going <laughs> to cry. She said that she always knew you'd have big things in store for you from early she's on. She's literally going to make me cry. It's not fair, Catherine. Uh, so <laughs> Catherine was my first trainer growing up. I was in college. And um, shout out to Zoom Fitness because I still train there. And Catherine, I, I told my parents I wanted to train. I was at UW and I just was in the mindset of like, I need to do more. I need to do more. So they let me train with Catherine at Zoom Fitness. And um, that's where I fell in love with training. And she was just like the best human being ever. And I just felt like I wanted to be her. Like, I want to do this. Like, it's not just about the fact that like, you know, she's awesome and she brings cool movement, but it was like what she meant to me. She meant everything to me. And um, so then I, you know, I graduated and I went into my internship. I came back to Zoom, did my internship there and continued on to be a trainer. And now she's a dear, dear friend of mine, but she knew what she was Big doing. Big shout out to Catherine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she, how um, awesome, like I, I can only imagine from a coach's perspective, right? Like if you mentor or coach somebody and then to hear them say that years mm-hmm. down the line to where you have no idea like you're just investing your time in that person because you believe in them not because you know that Kaiser Fit is going to have 400,000 followers at Mm. you know in in 2017 yeah exactly charity stuff right like yeah that's yeah, insane. She's yeah, she's incredible. It's definitely like shout out to Catherine because that is the reason I'm here today doing what I'm doing so I love her. Like we have uh so like the guy who uh, Tim Vagan was a teacher at the college we went to 
that's how me and him met. And that's how we got like, I was, he, I was going to school for business and he found me in the gym and was like, Hey, you should check out my class. So I skipped class and went and just saw his uh, functional movement class. And I just fell in love with it, changed my degree, like everything. That's how I met him. Yeah. So we're interviewing him on the podcast oh, next week. So, yeah. cool. so it's going to be pumped. really fun. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Cause he's got plenty of funny stories of us, like not paying attention in school and then yeah. like how it like escalated. And he's like done so much for us outside of that building too, that, it's, it's funny because I just, my mom kept all my schoolwork from elementary to high school, right? Dang. And uh, to me, it's just, it's it's fire fuel because it's just like, it's the worst report cards like you've ever seen. But, and, and this is what I'm, you know, I, I really want to talk to Tim about like the, the difference that he's made. I won't, I won't go into it because everybody's just going to have to wait for the next podcast, mm-hmm. but um, about the difference that he made because there was a lot of things and, and I read the notes, the teacher's notes where... Like they literally counted me out, right? Mm-hmm. From like second grade, and my girlfriend was sitting there watching or reading it with me, and she was like, "You're in, you're in second, like first, second grade, and they're already counting you out, counting you as a failure, yeah. right?" And then oh, you know, I mean, and that kind of just that was throughout my entire school career up until I I got to his class. So it's, well, see, and that's what's crazy is because I got a lot of that in high school, not so much in like the younger years, and I was kind of like getting in trouble a lot and stuff. But for Tim to step out and and still be like, no, like you can do this, like I'll stick with you right. and like help yeah. you out right. and like stay after class, like that's huge, that's man. Huge. Like that's everything. Obviously, yeah. you guys are sitting here today as successful, yeah. right? Men. Maybe we can end it. Uh, what is one of your favorite quotes? <sighs> oh my God. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, hard. that's like when you guys asked me the two people that I like I that that haunted me. Last time I was on this podcast, they asked me the two people I wanted to sit in an airplane with. Oh yeah. And I said Oprah and I couldn't think of the other person. I think I said Griffey. Shout out to Griffey because I I do love him. But I'm like, why did I not say Michelle Obama? <laughs> like that's who I want to sit with. Michelle Obama. It like yeah. haunted me. Oh, yeah. So now this quote yeah. one is gonna haunt me. So like, so is what? that your answer now? Oh, Oprah and, Obama? <laughs> and Michelle Obama. Okay. I switched my answer. Yeah. But this quote one, you guys go first. So, for me it would be uh it would be from Bob Marley and what he said was what is to be must be right and it's I think that a lot of people especially you know young entrepreneurs and um even just anybody who's going to college or whatever um trying to pursue a, a certain career we try to hustle so hard and and it creates a lot of anxiety because we try to predict the future right and I'm speaking even from personal experience. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of anxiety when I first came in here and, and, and coached my first boot camp. I was scared out of my mind because public speaking was my worst fear, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I tried to, again, I tried to predict the future. What do people think of me? Um, and there's this, old, uh, there's this old story, right? It's of the Chinese farmer. And, uh, you know, it goes, uh, uh, this Chinese farmer, he had, uh, he had a horse, right? And the horse ran away. Um, and all the neighbors came over and they were like, wow, that's, you know, that's terrible. And he just said, maybe, right. The next day the wild horse comes back or the the horse comes back with seven more wild horses. And they were like, all the neighbors came over that night and they said, wow, that's great. And he said, maybe, right. The next day, uh, his son is attempting to tame one of the wild horses and falls off and he breaks his leg and the, the Chinese farmer, he says, maybe, right. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> so then the the next day, um, uh, some recruiters tried to come and recruit people for the army, and they wouldn't take mm. his son because he had a broken leg. And all the neighbors came over that night, and they said, you know, wow, isn't that great? And the farmer said, maybe. <coughs> and 
So, like, really, you know, the whole moral kind of behind the story or the message behind the story would be, like, you never know what's going to happen, right? Like, you, you, like, from any event, you could think that it's good fortune or bad fortune. You don't know how it's going to result. So, it, you know, again, like, what is to be must be. It just, it just had to happen. So what now? Like, why, why predict the future? Yeah. Live in the moment. And not getting so wrapped up into it. Amen. Right. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't even have one. I'm I don't have one. But like, I don't have a I, – I have, like – handful of bruce lee quotes that i'm like really i've been i've been really into bruce lee lately like i'm about to get this book and i've been like listening to stuff on him he's he's just like but he's similar to like bob marley right he just kind of challenges the status quo and he's just he's really present and i think that's the biggest thing like i don't have one single quote but if i did have a quote it would absolutely be along the lines of that like just trust the universe everything is like meant to be right like but i couldn't pick one single thing or like I'm not a quote person either, but I did just read this morning because it was like Gloria Steinem's birthday, I think yesterday, the day before, and it's about movement. So this is more about like what's going on in the world today. And it was essentially along the lines of like creating a movement doesn't just mean that it like wakes up and then we have this movement. It's like, what are you doing on a daily basis to help propel this movement? Um, And so of course, you know, there's a million health and fitness quotes about like, go get it. And they're also personal and kind of like, I'm more on like, what are we doing on a daily basis to help the greater good of, of all of us? So that was a good one. But this, again, is going to haunt me because I'm going to be like, wait, how did I forget you know that what's, quote? I'll throw this one out there just because, like, so when I when, right when I got into fitness, one of the first, like, motivational videos I watched was that Eric Thomas video yeah. where it was, like, the, the football player just grinding, right? And, yeah. it, and he says, um, if you want to breathe as bad or if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, mm. then yeah. you will be successful, yeah. right? I wrote that on my mirror, and it didn't move for five years. Whoa. I moved out of my parents' house brought the mirror, kept it on there, put it in my apartment. I lived in my apartment for a couple of years, stayed in there. Like, yeah, it wasn't Yay. until I just moved in this new house that I like took Wait, it down. It's crazy. And it was like all like, like fading away. And I'm That's like, That's cool, Cody. I'm not dusting it or anything. That's I cool. Wanted that. yeah. I hope you kept it and did something. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know where that oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is somewhere in my closet, but I mean like mirrors get old. It's all warped. You know what I mean? But, That's but that, cool. that was a quote that stuck with me, um, to just keep me pushing. Yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody that tuned in yeah, today. Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, it's definitely the first one, but I feel like it's one of many. I love these guys, so we'll uh, we'll figure out a way to keep them coming. And we just, before this, filmed a podcast, which will be, I don't know, coming out Michael. in a few weeks, <laughs> yeah, maybe a month, <laughs> whenever, no pressure, but that will come out too. Yeah. Actually, probably sooner than later. He's pretty He's pretty fast. We haven't had any too many, so. So tune in. All right. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. This podcast is sponsored by Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance. Whether you live in the Seattle area or not, click the link below and find an opportunity to transform your body in 12 weeks or less where you get more structure, more access, more accountability, and a follow-along program that can give you the results to take you from point A to point B. Once again, click the link below to discover how you can do that.